Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans. This is part of the Armchair Media Network. We are cornering the market on offensive linemen from the Midwest. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Maction Maniac. That's what they call me back east. And with me, as always, is AJ Buffalo Bill Marchese. That's what they call me. I worked in that road show, wherever the fuck that was, originally. I don't know what you're talking about. The Antiques the Roadshow? Bu- yep, the Antiques Roadshow. That's what the Bills are named after, some like old school roadshow. I don't know. Who cares? Let's move I on. I thought Buffalo Bill was a serial killer. In The Silence of the Lambs, that's correct. <laughs> okay, that's what I... See, that's what I was getting at. Good good start. Today... It puts a lotion on its skin, yep. <laughs> what? Today we're continuing our summer scouting series with a group of five North prospects, and we talked with... Miami of Ohio, all-Mac left tackle, Tommy Doyle. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four or $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you have feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who maybe bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, and submit a project, whether it be graphic design, photography, right, whatever your avenue may be. Submit your project to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. That's scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. Also... There's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back, with the NBA announcing its return. We'll see how that goes in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer, what we call the Big Four up here in Canada, 
have all resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds slash lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day. For our devout gamblers to check out, BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. AJ loves the props. Love them. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Let me die and prop me up, Rob. That's what it will read on your tombstone. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Last week we did non-FBS prospects. Now we're into the FBS. The best of the best. Kind of, maybe. Uh, we're starting with... Uh, we, we've divided the group of five. But it's really the group of four and a half. Um, which is... Because Power Six. Right, AJ? Amen, brother. The, uh, the AAC forever in the Power Six. So uh, we've split up the G5 with um, the MAC, the Mountain West, the Sun Belt, uh, the Kuza, and the Independents that aren't Notre Dame. Uh, so today we're talking G5 North, which to us is the MAC, the Mountain West, Feet, BYU, UMass, and Army. Sick. Go Army, beat Navy. Go Army, beat Navy. Uh, go UMass, beat Boston College. Do they even play them anymore? Uh, that feels like an old basketball rivalry. It does. UMass, uh, weirdest schedule, or one of them at least. UMass playing Liberty twice again, or whatever they had to do that last year? <laughs> I love UMass that. And, UMass and UConn should just play each other every game this year. UMass, UConn, Liberty should start their own uh, conference. Yeah, it's sick. Anyways, podcast, let's go. Fine. Fine. If we must. Well, I'll save it for the next year's off-season realignment show. Uh, Okay, yeah. So G5 North, Mountain West, and whoever else we feel. Um, There's there's some legitimate prospects in here, especially especially on offense a little bit. Yeah, I I found more offensive players than defensive players for sure. Yeah, I, I would... Like, there's no... For, for, like last week, the obviously Trey Lance was the big story, but even then, after that, a handful of other North Dakota guys, Quinn Miners, like there was a handful of legitimate, I think, senior bowl level prospects. Yeah. Or, or and then obviously it's Trey Lance. Uh, the, this group, I'm a lot more um, kind day of three day guys. three guys who, who pique your interest a little bit. Yeah. Who, who, if they take steps forward, could potentially be maybe senior bowl guys. I threw out a couple fourth round grades, but I almost felt like I just want felt like it because <laughs> it was a bit of a slog. It was a lot of guys that we had tape for, and uh, a lot of guys that just weren't that much fun. So last week was more fun, Rob. Well, it helps when you have a first round quarterback prospect too. It, it very much so. Yeah. This this group of quarterbacks, um, nobody really blew me away. Did did anyone stand out specifically for you? Not really. I mean, I I mean we got to talk the crumb though. The Crumb's my favorite. Well, I think Zach Wilson and Dustin Crumb are fun to watch. I uh, I kind of like Drew Plitt. Yeah, he's fine. I, I didn't mind. Like, I didn't. I didn't give out a single. Like, none of them are draftable. But no, I. You know what? I I I kind of gave Crumb a borderline just because of his athleticism, and I. He's just so much fun to watch. He's such a good runner. So not a true draftable, but I, I kind of snuck it under the wire because I wanted to for the Crumb. All right, you want to talk a little Crumb? Yeah, he's, he's, first of all, he's so much fun. Came out of nowhere last year. 
Um, he's just he's such a good runner, like weirdly good. Yeah, like he runs hard. His contact balance is legit. He's Eric. Dundry. He breaks tackles. Yeah, he's Eric Dundrews. <laughs> and he, he like he's so hard to get down. And then um, I don't know. As a passer, there's some tools there. Like he. His arm, like his short accuracy, is not bad. He can't throw deep too much, but like he'll hit the odd nice ball. But um, he uses the the mobility in the pocket pretty nice. Like it's not like he's always just looking to scramble either, and he just turns a lot of sacks into first downs, which I appreciate. Appreciate. Yeah, no, he's uh, I think the the best Mac quarterback. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, to me, there's the the running is obviously kind of yeah. his trump card, especially in the Mac. Uh, I think I, I don't I don't think he's very mechanically sound. No. There are there are flashes of kind of oh the like nice ball placement throws, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think he's gonna be a really good senior Mac quarterback. But yeah, to me, UDFA type guy, camp guy, but uh, yeah, not really anything more than that. Um, I thought Zach Wilson was really entertaining. And I think because he's so much younger than the rest of these quarterbacks in this group, uh, mm-hmm. only going into his true junior season, you could really see him take a leap. Uh, especially because BYU is just such a steady program. program. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, he's an entertaining quarterback. I think he, he's got that kind of that escapability. He'll, he'll make some kind of splashy plays. He plays a little a bit of that backyard style. Obviously, yeah, lot, lots of interceptions. Yeah, I was about to say. Obviously, the big concern is poor decision making. Um, he he almost plays like like uh, there's no consequences. Pretty much, yeah. Like his like I don't know. Like like you said, there's flashes. Like you see some big time downfield throws, but he's just so inconsistent. Like his accuracy is so sporadic. And that's why I, uh, that like again, true sophomore. The rest of these guys are like Richard seniors. So I think if he could take. I mean, you give him two more years, uh, you, you could potentially see see him going somewhere just because, um, yeah, the athletic tools and, and, and such. But I wouldn't bet on it. But I, I no. understand. I, I actually think um, the the most safe, most safe, the safest quarterback in the group is probably to me Patrick O'Brien. I just think it, not because I'm like banging the table for him, but I just. 6'5", 240. Tools are there. Mechanically yeah. sound. Like, the NFL's just going to give him a chance is kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> Whether it, it, lots, Like, he's yeah. Sean Mannion. Like, he's, <laughs> not, he's not very good. I, I'm no, not, not a fan over here. Well, I don't know. Sean Mannion uh, was going to be a starter. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. And I mean, here we are. Um, but in the, in the, Just sticking the map. Oh, you got more on Patrick O'Brien? Sorry. Yeah, give, give me 15 on him, please. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'll just jump into the, like, probably the last guy I want to talk about. Uh, Plitt's not bad, like, especially in the Mac. Um, first of all, he caught one of his own passes, which always endears me to a quarterback. I can't help plus, it. Plus the, the Ball State bump. The Ball State bump, yeah. Going back to Nate Davis. Yeah. Big shout out. King. Uh, I don't know. There's some. There's a little bit there. Like I think he's gonna be a good quarterback in the MAC. Um, no, I think he's the second best quarterback in the MAC. Uh, Maybe. I agree. Hey, Maybe. but Gabbard. Gabbard. I know. Gabbard is interesting. He's the second best draftable quarterback in the MAC. Yes, the second best senior quarterback. Let's just even narrow it down a little more. There, there you go. Just to ensure we're correct. Yeah. No, I, I thought he. I thought good feet, smart. Yep. Um, kind of my guy. Like, 
spun the ball pretty well. Some some nicer big time throws. Uh, my my overall worry was um, kind of the 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 inconsistency with the downfield. I didn't think he yeah. drove the ball that well. Like yeah, hard for him to rip it into tight windows. But you could see him maybe kind of catching on being in the pre playing in the preseason. Yeah, no, something like that. Like maybe, maybe he gets to like the PA bowl. Like I don't think that's outlandish. No, 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 definitely not. Yeah, you and you see, Crum is maybe an East West Shrine guy. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I mean, know. honestly, as as we get down to it, there isn't that many senior quarterbacks. But I get, I feel no. like I feel like that most years. So who knows? Yeah, the always good guys pop up. I uh, am, and just one note on Nick Starkle. He's uh, a <laughs> yeah. he. He's played for two SEC programs, so pretty cool. And, and now, now a Mountain West program, baby. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I swear, like three years ago, when him and Kellamond were kind of still competing for that Tamu <laughs> starting job, like there was some like Nick Starkle hype, and it really he he was he was so bad last year. Oh, but Arkansas was so fun. They had him going in, Ben Hicks coming in, both transfers. Um and, and like a third guy coming in too, like they're just rotating. We had, we had high hopes for Ben Hicks last year. We'll we'll come clean. We well we just were like because that SMU connection with Chad Morris. Exactly. It seemed like it was gonna be cool, but it wasn't. Chad Morris got fired, so here we are. On to the running backs. Uh, I mean Jared Patterson. I think that's yeah. that's a dude. Uh, how good is he to you, Rob? I think, um. Obviously, last year, he was just a true sophomore. Uh, I think he's going to take a big step this year. Yeah, and, and that's that's coming off 1,800 yards and 19 touchdowns. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, statistically, it might not be a, a massive step or anything, but in terms of, like, I, I'm ready to see him play with, like, it's just some, if I'm looking for not, I, I'd like to see more consistent vision out of him, but, mm-hmm. like, he reminds me of fellow... Buffalo current running back in the state of New York in the city of <laughs> Buffalo, Devin Singletary. That took a lot to get there. Um, just in terms of his contact balance, he plays a lot, runs a lot bigger than he is. Runs really yeah. hard, has really clean footwork that helps with that contact balance. Short area quickness is there. Maybe not the biggest burst in the world, no, but it's the short area quickness that really kind of is what I'm looking for in his running style. Like just slashing away. Yeah, he's a slasher for sure. Like, uh, okay, this is kind of yeah, I do too. I like I put a fourth round grade on him. I I think he's in that area for the draft next year if he comes out, which probably will. Uh, It's a bit of a cliche, but he's kind of one of those guys that gets better as the game goes on. Yeah, like wears you down kind of. Which is weird because, like you said, not not the biggest, but he's like really well built for his size. But that that yeah, sorry, that's like Singletary. Yeah, yeah. I know. Remember how small didn't Singletary come in at like five seven at the combine seven and, and a quarter or something? Yeah. yeah, and and like then ran poorly and look at him now. So yeah, so like I totally agree with all everything you said, and then just adding on like he runs so hard, like he he ends a lot of collisions with the other guys on the ground. He's one of the guys that always fall forward, which I always appreciate, especially mm-hmm. when it's not just some big lumbering back that falls forward because he's six two two thirty or whatever. Oh, that felt like a, a shot at Siwoo from TCU last year. Wow. Cool. Honestly, it, 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 his name shot across my mind. <laughs> <I said that. laughs> um, uh, he's he's the best offensive player in the MAC to me. Um, yeah, I know we do that later, but I, we might as well get that out now. I, I like him a lot, but I I I do kind of feel like when I first threw him on, it's like 
I'm like, okay, he's good, but is he like, you know, a day to you guy? And then the more and more you kind of watch him, the more you appreciate him. And like you said, like, needs to work on the vision, but I found like his second level vision, once he gets past the, the D line, that works really that well. Open, yeah, really, that open field vision. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's open field, but it's also like when there's still traffic at the second level, he like, he just negotiates it so well on, um, just a really good feel for for the game. I, I I like him a lot. And I think you expect a guy who runs for eighteen hundred yards as a true sophomore to like the nuances of his game will get better. And as a true yeah. junior, like again, the vision. I, I'd like to see him um, maybe make guys miss a little more consistently. Because mm-hmm. fair enough. Uh, just because uh, as a smaller back, although he plays much bigger than he is. Like that contact balance won't full. I wouldn't assume would fully translate the same way in the NFL. Like you're gonna yeah. have to make somebody miss in the hole with a little bit of wiggle. I want to see a little bit more of that from him. I just also want to see him do more on passing downs. Yeah, I think he only had like 13 catches last year, so expanding that in the passing game would be huge. But it's really it's so impressive they had almost 1,800 yards yeah. exactly, and then they had another thousand yard back in Marks too. Yeah, it was, was not bad either. Like a good Mac back for sure. No, uh, Leopold really kind of turn that thing around quick in Buffalo. Yeah, like, for real. Very impressive. Um, I, any other draftable backs for you? So, I... I uh, there wasn't a cut... game tape cut for uh, this guy, but um, I, I realized, like, this is a guy I should get some eyes on, so I... I, I, I did some... did some uh, work and watched just a cut that had him. Um, Dezavian Valaday, the running back from Wyoming... What do you think? He's interesting. Like, did you did you do a legit eval on him, or is it just you, you don't count it because there's no real tape? Well, no, I, watched, I'm just, I like, used offensive line tape. Okay, so what you what did you uh, give him? A like, I, I think he's right with Jared Patterson. Okay, fuck. All right, he uh, he. Let's go. Tell so me. he's it's funny. He, he's uh he's kind of t- like thin. He's six foot one ninety six. Like, okay, and, and he looks like he could put at least 10, 15 pounds on, on his frame. Um, mm-hmm. But he runs with really, really consistent contact balance. Um, he, he breaks arm tackles. He's got some bursts to rip off. Like, he'll, uh, a couple times against San Diego State, uh, he, he hits the hole hard. He breaks the linebacker's arm tackle and gashes for, I don't know, extra 10, 15, be just uh, burning the safety to, to the sideline. Uh, he's... Good short area quickness. Again, I want to see him, similar to Jerry Patterson, run with more consistent vision. He's, he's kind of the um, one-cut type dude. Um, I also, because he isn't the, uh, like, he's not going to run through anybody, I want to see a little more elusiveness in his game. He's a lot like Patterson in terms of uh, his game's built around the contact balance in the in the, in the short area quickness. Do they just feed him that offense too, don't they? They they were using the other running back a lot too. Interesting. They're they're they should be pretty good this year. Uh, he's he's definitely a candidate for uh, Mountain West Offense Player of the Year. I would I would guess. The Mountain West Any, after Boise State's very very like open this year. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I I I, I don't want to spoil, but yeah, Boise's kind of the cream of the crop. But even them, they feel a little more susceptible than usual. I think yeah, it's going to depend so much on if Hank. Um, um, Bachmeyer. Bachmeyer. I was going to say Brockmeyer. Um, I know. But thanks. Bachmeyer t- kind of stays healthy and takes that step. But 
Hank Azaria Brockmeyer Bachmeyer. Um, I also, yeah, and uh, it, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. No, ahead. just see the the Mac the Mac West is wide open too. Like, yeah, that feels no. like one of the most hotly contested divisions in the whole FBS. I I, I think the Mac East is uh, between two people, but the, yeah, the Mac West is completely open. See that the Mac East, like, yeah, like the top of the Mac East is better than the Mac West, but. It's just so wide open there. Uh, yeah, do you get another running back you want to talk I about? I kind of like Bowling Green running back Andrew Clare. He was my next guy. No, not a draftable grade. No, but me almost, neither. He's interesting. Yeah, and he, he missed like a lot of 2019. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, got a red shirt. He's what five ten two hundred. Yeah, he runs runs really low. Like some legit contact balance. Contact there. balance gets a little bit of vision, um, some quickness. A little, little jittery. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's just. Again, not not draftable guy, but certainly uh, I gotta watch. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyone else in the running back group? You want to jump to receivers? No, let, I, let's jump to receivers, which I think was kind of like the cream of the crop. Yeah, this is the best. This is the best position group we have by far. I think. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, who's your top guy? Trey Walker. I'm obsessed with them. Um, this is. I, I messaged you earlier in the week that I, I kind of gave out a bigger grade on one one guy. This is him. I didn't know who it was when you said that because I haven't watched Walker yet. But uh, literally from the first snap, uh, Walker kind of blows you away. I I don't know if I'm blinded by him, like it's just his big play. But I also have a big grade on him, and I, I got a weird comp that I'm, I'll maybe tell you off show. But I've got a comp too. This is so fun. Who's your comp? You, you know what? You never expect to watch a San Jose State receiver and be like, "This is this is a dude," and get all excited. But that, I guess, that's what happened. Yeah, but big big drop off in quarterback play this year. Josh Love <laughs> underrated last year. That's my big take. No, Nick Starkle's gonna live up to it. Come on. <laughs> okay, so who's your who's your comp for Trey Walker? He's by the way five eleven one eighty. This isn't like fucking. A, he's so exciting. He plays way bigger than that, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Okay. This isn't like um. Spot on comp, but it just kind of made me think of him. Maybe it's because we're watching Mac guys too. Uh, a little bit of Deontay Johnson. Interesting. Okay, uh, I'll tell you mine. Kind of the same body type. Uh, I put shades of Anthony Miller. Oh, it was one of my favorites. As yeah, we you know, loved Anthony Miller. Uh, just kind of the same vibe of just constantly making these ridiculous catches. Yeah, so uh, strong through traffic for a smaller dude. Yeah, like Miller. Miller's more closer to 200 pounds, but uh, like he skipped the combine. Probably not. I don't think either of them are the fastest guys. Anthony um, Miller had yeah. incredible footwork, though. He did. Yeah, I, I don't think Walker's the same. That either. that's, but that's kind of like this is the season now. Like this year, you want to see him make a huge leap in terms of his route running because I think so much of the rest of his game's already there. I'll we'll we'll do a cut of all this fucking highlight reel catches because it, it's silly, man. Like. Just the ability to get up constantly, catch the mm-hmm. ball in traffic, insane body control catches, like insane one-handed catches. Like Yeah, incre- incredible hands, incredible body control, really strong through contact despite not being the biggest guy. Like his catch radius seems so much bigger than it should be for a 5'11", if, yeah. if he's even 5'11", receiver. <laughs> yeah. Um, like again, and then he's like not the fastest guy either. Like I don't think he's slow, but he's, he's not a burner or anything. No, um, no, like I, I, I wasn't watching him thinking this guy's running sub four, four or anything. Like he, he's probably like a four fives guy. And I, I don't know how to articulate this, but I don't think he's like the crispest route runner, but he's really savvy. Yeah, and I think which, that translates to his release. 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like he wins at the line of scrimmage because he's nuanced in his release game. He's got a repertoire yeah. there. He understands what he's doing and can beat press coverage just off the line with his release. And that's kind of you hope to see that translate to the rest of his route running this year. Yeah, no, for sure. And then, uh, then there's some flashes that big boom or bust kind of yak. Took a couple plays, just yeah, huge. And that, that almost felt like again not winning with athleticism, like just vision and. I don't know, grit, if I'm going to use it like that. I don't know. I just he, love his... He, he's a guy yeah, go ahead. I hope ends up at the Senior Bowl so bad. I, I th- He's... Of, of of this group, he was the most pleasant surprise. Didn't know much about him. Knew he was a thousand-yard receiver last year, but like didn't really know more than that and then just blown away. Yeah. Uh, what grade did you give him? Oh, fuck. Um... Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I give him a fourth as well. That, uh, Patterson and Walker are my two highest. I give him a fifth. Right. Okay. I, I, I He's so much fun. I but I he's my highest graded guy from this. Um, okay. Yes. But by, uh, by at least a round. Um, <laughs> the, but the, the rest of the receiver is still pretty fun too, eh? Yeah, no, definitely. Who's, uh, who's your second guy? Uh, Elijah Cooks. Okay. Cool, cool. No, I thought... I think there's uh, for me after Walker the the next three guys are all kind of close. But um, let's talk a little Fair Cooks. Enough. Cooks Cooks plays like the basketball player that he is. Yeah, definitely. Like six four two fifteen. Uh, you love the body size and like yeah, he he. I swear to God, he's bigger than six four two fifteen. I do totally because like you, you see so many of these guys are like you know six three six four the list and around that weight and they they look thin like uh, but cooks looks like a a, 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 a um, power four no he looks like he looks like an nba wing yeah like, uh, and, yeah and he's, power forwards play wing you don't know that and uh, uh he, he spent a, a year on the on the nevada basketball team and like that fully tra- like he plays above the rim on the football field like what yeah, what he does well is win 50 50 balls you trust his hands, pretty good athlete, makes plays mm-hmm. through traffic, and it's just kind of like he's raw, but you see the vision. Definitely. Like like you said, raw. Like He, he just wasn't asked to run a lot of routes. It's mm-hmm. a lot of just comebacks, goes, and crossing routes. He should have a huge uh, year, though, eh? I definitely think so. Like He had almost 1,000 yards last year, eight touchdowns. Uh, Carson Strong, going to keep getting better. Keep your eyes out for, for him. Uh, I, do, I actually do like Carson Strong, but anyways, yeah, it, like you said, just plays above the rim, man. Like he goes up and plucks it, uh, crazy contested catches, and he's got enough. Like, like obviously the speed when you're that size is gonna be a bit of a question, but like he's got enough juice to win deep in the Mountain West at least. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your next? So who's your second? I guy? like Jared Smart. All right, all right, I give him a draftable. Um, he. I mean, I just fall for Hawaii receivers in the run and shoot. Okay, that was my... See, I almost thought that too, because I gave him a draftable grade. And I'm like, it's just because I always give a fucking Hawaii receiver a draftable grade in the summer. It's like my tradition, so... But go, okay, I'm glad we both agree. He also looks cool as hell, number 23, not going to lie. <laughs> it, uh, it works, I know. I'm excited to see, because obviously, uh, Rolo's gone to Washington State. Yeah. New quarterback in the build, or well, I guess not really because Cole McDonald got benched so much last year. But um, <laughs> more, more of a uh, less, I don't know, more of a pro style attack, I'll say. So to yeah. see what kind of um, route tree, I, th- I just my takeaway was he's like, I know it's the run and shoot, but he was a pretty good route runner with what he's 
definitely working with in within that offense in terms of routes. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he had the athleticism to kind of to, to consistently win deep a little bit, um, and, and he made some yak plays. I mean, he, he the worry is he can get bullied at the line of scrimmage. He's yeah. not going to win through traffic. He's not like he, he's the opposite of Elijah Cooks almost in that way. But uh, <laughs> no, I just thought like potential slot option type guy. I was interested in him. No, like you like you said, uh, really really solid route runner, especially for that offense. Um. Like lots of like his hands just look really clean. Not too many drops at all. I, I thought he was a little more quicker than fast, but I I also appreciate his yak. Like he's he's kind of he's tough after the catch. Like he likes to drop his shoulder. Yeah, he's Devon tough. Bass. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, does a lot of damage. I I gave him a draftable. It's really interesting. Um, did you give any other draft? Did you give yeah, Warren Jackson a draftable? I did, and I had a seventh last year, and I, I moved him up like half a round. He's like just reminds me of Preston Williams again. Pretty much six six two nineteen. I I think he's a little bit almost overhyped because he's so tall. Like people and people known who he is for a while. Like yeah, I've seen some hot takes about how good he is. Yeah, I remember them. Big catch radius, solid hands, good athlete for his size. Splash. Yeah. He it's he makes a lot of splash plays. You want to see more consistency consistency through his game. Yeah. Uh, the route running is a question for me. I don't think he does a ton after the catch either. Um, no, he doesn't. Um, you, you mentioned his catch radius, which, yeah, it, it is impressive. But, like, <clears throat> I, I don't know if it was just poor quarterback play. Well, sorry, it was poor quarterback <laughs> hey, play. Hey, come on. Like, that's my guy. <laughs> What's his name? I forgot. P.O.B. Patrick O'Brien. Oh, fuck. I was thinking, what was the quarterback two years ago? I don't know why that crossed my mind. KJ Carter Samuels. <laughs> Thank you for Who had the worst that. throwing motion in the history oh, of God. Hey, I'm a big was... KJ Carter Samuels guy. Remember when he? Who did they play? This is way off topic. I think week zero, not this past it's year, like, the year before, and he like Hawaii. Was it Hawaii? And he threw him and Cole McDonald both threw for like 500 yards. I th- I think it was, yeah. and that's Anyways. when the Cole McDonald hype kind of started. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> Pob. Missing a lot of throws, but like, uh, it feels like they're like they're because he's so goddamn long, he can go and get them, but he doesn't make the effort sometimes. That's a weird thing to call Preston <laughs> Williams. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, he's interesting, and at that size, I, I just think it's it's gonna be hard for him not to get drafted. Col- but but no hot takes here. I, I got him like solidly in the third day. Col- Colorado State loaded. Got Nate Craig Myers the Auburn transfer too. He's not bad. No, he's 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 like he's a guy I would bring into training camp. Yeah, no, I no draftable for, for me either. But like, uh, he's, like that's I'm a really good you. duo. Yeah, a trio of pob throwing the ball. <laughs> yeah, uh, is, that's it. I mean, yeah, I didn't really yeah, like it. Rico B- B- Bussy Boosie. He's got hype no. though. I I don't know. I thought like yeah, I don't know. He's just kind of a one trick pony deep guy, and if that doesn't work, that's kind of it. And I, yeah. I think Jared Smart's a much more nuanced receiver. Like, I, I I don't know. I think Jared Smart's the guy at Hawaii. Yeah, plus, like, coming off the torn ACL kind of kind of hurts him, too. Um, yeah, no Mason Fine. No Mason Fine. Uh, he, he got kind of bodied by Pratt's. But, like, yeah, yeah I kind of felt the same way I did. Yeah, he is. I kind of, like, I do like him, just, just not draftable. Unless he runs around. a 4-2. Yeah, which I, I, I don't see that. No. Speed, uh, did you like tight ends much? Matt Bushman, thoughts? Okay. Okay, so the Bushman, the Bushman. Last year, it's like thirty. I, yeah, I think he's old. 
I had a late draftable on him last year, and now I have a borderline draftable. I kind of soured on the Bushman a bit. But he's getting, like, hype. I don't know. Now, the more I watch him, like... Well, first of all, yeah, I think he's 25 at least. Um, Dennis Pitta was, watch, like, 30. <laughs> that's true. The more I watch him, just, like, uh, the worst athlete I think he is. Um, uh, we call that the Jacob Breland effect. <laughs> and, like, uh, okay, so he's always been, like, a really willing blocker. and Yeah. A little mean, but his he just he's, didn't clean up his technique he's, from the he's last year. He's also not that big. No, he's listed what six five two forty, maybe that weight, but six four. He's, like more, he's almost more of an H back type in my eyes, where he he's yeah. a lot of a lot of his touches are coming, um, kind of off play action crossers things like that, like, and just like his hands off. are good. Yeah, though. he's got no, he's, no, he's definitely got good hands. I don't think he's a great athlete. He doesn't do a ton after the catch, but he's 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 good through traffic. Um, good catch radius, yeah. can win 50-50 balls. I just think, yeah, he's not a good enough athlete or a good enough um, blocker technique-wise to really move the needle past being a late day three guy right now for me. I, I feel exactly the same. You know what it is? I, I think, like, just because he does line up in the slot and out wide, it feels like people just slapping that he's an athlete on him, but he, if you watch him, he's not really. I stick the Dennis Pitt of Pro Comp on him all day, though. Uh, did you like Trey McBride? I like that. Like he's a fullback playing tight end. I think it could be an interesting fullback. He's only a true junior, so like I don't think there's. Hey, Colorado State's loaded. Um, he's a good blocker. Yeah, no, he's a really good effort blocker. I think he's a fullback, and I don't think he's coming out. So we'll, we'll no, we'll, no. Next year we'll do the show talk about him as fullback one. <laughs> it's gonna happen. We'll remember this for next year. Yeah. Um, Offensive line. Uh, okay, um, a lot of them. I, I, I kind of like uh, uh, Tommy Doyle. I gave the biggest grade to, not because I talked to him. Did I? I only gave him the biggest grade. No, he's uh, he's my only draftable guy. Yeah, he. I. Hey, full disclosure again. Watched him before I talked to him. So yeah, but yeah, no, he. I mean, the combination of the size, the physicality, and, and that translates to the run game, I think that's what yeah. stood out most. He consistently working – he climbs well onto linebackers. He just fucking moves people in the run. Yeah, it's – it's, I told we, – we, it's, it's a lot like Quinn of Miners, but for this group, um, I only talk to offensive linemen who move people in the run game. 6'8", <laughs> 326. He's massive. Uh, He's huge. Like it's not like when he's one of those tall guys that are a little thin and long. He he's got a big old frame and like he uses this size like really well in the in the in pass pro. Some work to clean up there, especially the feet in, in pass pro. But again, the size helps him a lot. He's um, played both like, yeah. both tackle spots too, which I mean that's just yeah. a bonus. Where, do you think he's a right tackle in the NFL? I mean, I try not to they should, in our minds, be equally as important. But I mean, if you're talking like looking at the old school way, yeah, you you, it's like a Doug Free style right tackle, I guess. Massive physical yeah. run blocker, um, powerful upper body like Miners too. Like carries his weight see, well too because he does not look like he has 330 pounds on him. No, it's because it, he's so like block. He's like a big block. Like he's well built. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I give him the only draftable grade. I give him like a fourth, fifth round grade. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah, I think he's a senior bowl esque guy. For yeah, sure. I, I think so too. Like he just 
He's a, I, I love the way he moves. I, I think he's going to get better in pass. He after, after Jared Patterson, he's my highest graded player in the MAC. I think. Uh, mine too. No, mine too. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one guy on defense. I actually like secretly. Yeah, me too. And then the MAC kind of falls off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there's only one guy on defense I like in the MAC, and that's it. The rest of this offensive talc group after Doyle, uh, I didn't. Nobody really. Caught my eye, it, no, especially because I started with Doyle and then. Yeah, sometimes that <laughs> that that's like I just like to pick randomly sometimes, yeah. so I don't like not knowing who's already the good players. Um, yeah, I don't. Who, do you just want to see who your second guy is for for fun? For the tackles, it's I got Western Michigan's Jalen Moore. I, I see. I think he's he's such a guard. Though. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's got a is like he's interesting as a guard. Like I, I, he's got a total guard's body, and I think moving in there will be kind of big. Uh, I didn't hate Christensen from BYU, but uh, like not 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 even close to a draftable. Sorry, Brady. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the interior. Interior. Um, I, I liked three guys a little bit. Okay, I liked BYU center James Empey. I like. I think he's the best of the bunch. Yeah, that's my number one guy. Uh, I kind of like the Air Force guard Nolan Loffenberg. Oh, wait, I totally lied. I have a draftable in Loffenberg. Pete, well, my issue is I, I never know. Like, it's so hard to evaluate, like, f- correctly evaluate it, a, a triple option offensive lineman. But he's he moves people in the wrong game, man. Okay, and yeah, that was And that was against Washington State. Yeah. And he's physical. It's just, like, I guess the the big thing is he he's, he moves really well. He's really physical. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he finishes through the whistle. Um, but there's, like, not a super lot of technique with this game. Um, no, okay. <laughs> he's pretty all over the place. And then you get into pass protection, and it's like three reps a game, and it's yeah. just uh, upper body fight kind of. There's not a <laughs> lot of footwork, not not great bend, uh, things like that. And his anchor is a worry, too. Yeah, I, so you know what? I, I, I saw the, the positives in the past game. Like, his eyes look kind of good. Picked up some blitzes. So I saw some things to build on, but definitely the run is where he's making his living. I, I think it's because I was in the middle of just watching all Oh, these. my God. Cam Newton just signed with the Patriots. I'm sorry. Holy fuck. Are you serious? Yeah. In- Incentive-laden deal. Whoa. Breaking news. A day later, <laughs> you already know, listener. Sorry. Back to oh, yeah. Air Force offensive line play. <laughs> Cam, no thanks. Let's talk Nolan Loffenberg. Uh, who will one day win MVP? You heard it here first. Um, but yeah, he just fucking blows people off the line. Like he, he's coming off the line so fast, just drives people, plays with nice leverage. But like you said, just not very refined. He's a bit of a bull in a china shop, which is a weird term to use for an off the lineman. But like, it's like his head is just down. He's mowing guys. He ends up on the ground a lot. But yeah, he's definitely annoying to watch because you just don't see a lot of pass pro and. Lots of cut blocks, but like like you said, moves well. So I, I think there's something there to build on, um, and he's my only draftable. But my next guy is is the BYU center and pay. Yeah, he he. Um, I, I thought he was kind of a, a grinder in the run game, which I appreciated. Also, only yeah. a redshirt junior. Um, moved moved well, like yeah, f- for a center. I, I I don't know, maybe it's bias. I don't think a lot of centers in college football move all that well. Um, Physical guy, uh, I don't know. I I think run game. It was a lot of these guys are much better than run than pass, and that's kind of where you yeah. can kind of separate yourself is if you're competent at least in pass protection. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see he needs to get stronger with his anchor and just play with better leverage in pass protection. 
but he's big for a center too. He's listed at six four. Yeah, no, he's he's a guy who like I would make a note of, especially because he's only a redshirt junior. Yeah, no, I agree. Other than that, uh, nothing really impressed me. Uh, City South from Eastern Michigan. He's Canadian, baby. Shout out. Yeah, oh well, yeah, he's from he's from uh, Quebec. Quebec. He looks like a CFL pro. He'd probably be a first round CFL. He, he was my third interior guy. Okay, he's a little lower. For he's retro junior, and he's massive. Yeah, he's big. Like that, definitely, he's gonna be a top five CFL pick. A lot. He's he's gonna be a CFL Hall of Famer. So you're wait, probably. is he your number one guy on your CFL board right now? Uh, yes, yes. Um, did, did you like any of these other interior offensive linemen? No, not not worth talking about. Sorry, everybody. Uh, How about you? Uh, Bryce Harris feels like he's been a long, around for a long, long time. Yeah, been on the Remington watch list a few times. Like he's a, <laughs> a few times. I think yeah. So he's not bad. I, like he's gonna be really good for Toledo this year. Got hurt last year, of course, but uh, I mean, yeah, I like him. Just uh, not not too draftable. Uh, he could have a good year though. Yeah. You okay? Sounds like he's your number one. I don't summer. know. I'm <laughs> a lot of Bryce Harris talk. Yeah. Let's let's. You want to do another five minutes? Well, I mean, could we? Can I, give me? I need five more on Patrick O'Brien. Fuck, I don't like Patrick O'Brien. Hey, AJ. What's up? We're talking Mac. This year. We are. This show. Every year. Uh, let's say it's a Tuesday in November. Okay. Where are you going to go? BetOnline.ag? Yeah, of course. To, to get that matching going, baby? Yeah. I know you... you Well, you're specific. You love totals and matching. You don't touch the line, though. <laughs> Okay, so it's always fucking windy or raining on those Tuesday nights in November. You gotta feel those out, man. You gotta know the kickers. Sam Sloman was a weapon. <laughs> always take the overall Miami of Ohio. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Tommy Doyle would just be moving people. Uh, there's money to be made there, especially at betonline.ag. Hell yeah. And if you do like betting lines, you can do that too. But it's like maybe AJ only bets lines in the Mountain West, so. It's true. That's what they say. Lines in the Mountain West and totals in the MAC. 10 p.m. Eastern on a Saturday night, AJ's blackout drunk betting Mountain West games. Honestly, that's where I love the Mountain Like, I watched a lot of late night Mountain West last year. Don't watch the best. I, that's, it was a lot in Nevada. That's why I love Elijah Cooks and Carson Strong. Well, it's kind of like the, those, the, the, we love Pac 12 after dark. Anything yeah. that's kind of got a gimmick, well, not a gimmick, because it's not, it's more than a gimmick to us, but. Fucking, that should be their slogan, by the way. Like, I love Pac, Pac-12 after dark's my favorite thing in the world. I love the Pac-12, and I don't know why. It's kind of, once we lost the, the real Big East Thursday yeah. night games, like, because they wrecked the Big East. There's, yeah, and it, the, I know, fuck, don't even talk about it. And it's also because, like, the Pac-12 is always wacky. There's upsets. Yeah. And there's always good quarterback play, so it's fun. Yeah, I hate the SEC. It's, like, real football. I want weirdness. It's boring. Yeah. It's boring. Who wants to watch a game at 3.30? Ugh. Ugh. Garbage. Yeah, give me... At least it's got... Either it's got to be noon, or it's got to be stupid late. Because we're my yeah, two and then, and then the SEC games go until 8 o'clock. Like, what is this? Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, go to betonline.ag. <laughs> oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, man. Those are my screams that I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. One time, yeah, one time, uh, that's a Rob Paul original. <laughs> when did you peak, Rob? 
I haven't peaked yet. I'm still trying to think. What? When he got manscaped? No. No. <laughs> Manscape. It's gonna make you peak, baby. Talk about cutting your balls. It says. Well, sadly, I've done it many times. I, I swear to God, I did it like last time we had the ad read, and I was like, okay, this is perfect. <laughs> now I'm just doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Man. The worst part is when you when you do nick and you like there's like that like I don't know three seconds and it looks like you're not gonna bleed and then you do. I assumed I was going to bleed out, Ugh. but I wasn't using Manscaped, so that was the issue. I used to not shave my balls out of fear, but now that I've got a Manscaped, I shave my balls every day. <laughs> I respect that. So, men, start taking notes because Manscaped's accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is being beautifully mm. designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Yeah, it used like, I, it takes me at least 65 minutes, and most razors don't last that long. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. It's true. Especially when you're trying to get to those hard-to-reach places, and you need to be wet for that. One of the coolest <laughs> features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So many people have written in stories about how the Lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They're, they've even included pics so I could see the smoothest for myself. And they aren't kidding. Yeah, I'm just getting a lot of balls pics sent to me. Um, okay. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code armchair. Your balls will thank you. I'm just going to keep reading this over and over. <laughs> I'm in a time loop. In the t- until the Tommy Doyle interview? Yeah. Just play it in. Um, you know what's great about the Manscaped? You can get it wet. It's not slippery. And my favorite Bon Jovi album is Slippery When Wet. And that's what we're talking about in the second half of the show. Is the Don... The... the, the I can't do this. Anyway, defensive players. <laughs> Hold on, quick. Better name for an album, Slippery When Wet or uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic? Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Was, was that... What? Was it... What's do a, you actually what's a think... better name for... What? What? Do you actually think that that's like a real question? We're big Bon Jovi fans, I thought. I thought that was the, the bit. Oh, sorry. Secretly. Uh, my bad. We are. <laughs> I actually have a... Wait, no. I don't. He's not from well, Let's Buffalo. move on. This is stuck. Yeah. We're... Defensive line prospects. I got a guy here. I got a guy here. I got two we guys. We both have a guy here. I got two guys on defense in general. There, there's one on the defensive line. I got I got some draftables. I wanted to. I think I was just handing out draftables to <laughs> linebackers for the fun of it. Yeah, they kind of. I got stuck in that a little bit. I think they're all seventh rounders, so it doesn't really count. But anyways, just yeah. all you have to say is when you're like, oh yeah, special teams linebacker, and it's fine. Okay, well, there's a couple good special teams linebackers. 
Uh, okay, interior defense line for me, clear cut guy is Dom Peterson. Dom Peterson's fun as hell. He's fun as fuck. First of all, he plays like five tech and edge instead of the interior. Really, he he's <laughs> built so short and stocky. I love it. Yeah, but he's six five. Uh, six five. Wow, six foot two ninety five. Uh, he plays with a lot of energy, man. He's got a hell of a motor. Like he's got a good get off. He shows that cl- legit in between the tackle quickness. Plays with nice leverage. He, he's thick, but like only Richard Junior too. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of slippery, he is slippery on the inside. He uses his hands well. He's got a nifty swim move. I like him a lot, man. I think he's like a like right now. I, I like him as a potential like early day three guy. Well, uh, mid day three guy. Sorry. Well, I mean, again, that was just his redshirt sophomore year. He dominated nine the nine sacks. Last. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's a guy who I could see taking a really big leap. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, I like the versatility. Like, I think he's a. His best spot would be as a one gap penetrating three tech, and meanwhile he's playing five tech and edge. Yeah, and he's like getting sacks coming around the edge, like against Purdue. Like, got around the right tackle, uh, stripped the QB. Like, <laughs> like he's six foot two ninety five. Like he's a three tech playing out there. It's like it's pretty awesome. He's he's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, um, I I didn't mind Tonga. I I don't have a draftable, but I could see him kind of getting there as a nose tackle. Just. Day three nose type, ton of size, ton of power. It's obviously the overall athleticism. Yeah, I gave him a late seventh actually. Like, you know what's interesting though? I swear he was listed at like three forty last year or two years ago, and then three twenty one last year or this year, whatever. Um, it's like, but the fun thing with him, is he flashes some of the pass routes, and then mm-hmm. lots sometimes of power. he just yeah, lots of power. Sometimes he just disappears. No, I, I, I think there's just there's always gonna be a role for that. Exactly. True nose kind of bit player, rotational bit player, the Danny Shelton, what he does now. Uh, just exactly. don't take that in the first round. Take it in the late day threes. Exactly. So like that, and I think he's going to – like there's stuff to improve there too, yeah. so I like him. But, no, Dom Peterson's kind of the – I think the most interesting and best defensive prospect that uh, we're covering today for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I have another guy that I like, but I do have Peterson above him. Uh, my, my is is your guy in the edge group? Yeah, it's okay. So is it Malcolm Coons? Yeah. It's Malcolm Coons from Buffalo. It's is, really now, interesting. Is it just because we're seeing a guy who's about the same size as Khalil Mack was at Buffalo wearing a number in the fifties? Oh, no. Nah, but seriously, he against Penn State, he showed up, eh? Yeah, he did. Like, He's got a pass so he, rush repertoire. He plays with really yeah. great leverage, like good athlete. Yeah, I th- I'm really interested in him. Yeah, he's like, like you said, he's a good athlete. He's got agility. Like, he just sometimes he wins with his quicks. And, like, against Penn State, uh, 6'3", 250, but feels, like, longer than that, which I, I like. Little Ben, like you said, nice nice, uh, nice pass rush repertoire. Like, he's got a nice uh, one-arm stab, gets under pads, drives. Yeah, uh, that, nice, the, I, I love the, the long-arm move he was pulling. Yeah, he's got a nice little rip move. His hands are quick. Yeah. Uh, 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 like a lot to like there, and I think there's a like again. I think he's a like a middle day three guy right now for me. And uh, mm-hmm. the one thing for him is he, I think he's just got to need to improve his, his like play strength against the run. Yeah, he's a, which, he's a little smaller as a like he's a he's a stand up edge two forty five. He can yeah. kind of get washed in the run game. That's I think the biggest worry. He needs to play with more power at the point. But yeah. overall, you at least see a, a guy who can add some situational pass rush. Yeah, and again, it's not like he's a complete disaster in the run. Like, no. like he can make some plays with his quickness. But yeah, def- definitely just needs to get like, stronger at the point. I think he's a guy who could have a massive year in the MAC. 
Yeah, he, you know, he, he kind of gave me like like Highsmith vibes from last year. Yeah, like a group of five. Interesting, guy. interesting. Yeah. Um, did you like any of the other edges? Not real. Not no one draftable to me. Me um, neither. I think Scott Patchen's just kind of interesting with all the size. He's coming from he's, Miami to Colorado State. Yeah, that's fair. I, I saw your tweet about him. Uh, I don't. I don't think I like him as much as you do. But yeah, he's what six six. Um, yeah, he's like six six two sixty. Uh, I've, I, yeah. I don't have a draftable grade or anything. I've, I've mm-hmm. got a training camp grade, but I just that size. He puts pretty good leverage despite the size and some some pop in his yeah. hands. And I think dropping down to Colorado State, you might you might see a yeah, especially because like he's got a hell of a motor and just a big time effort player. Yeah, Colorado State, and like you said, some packed. some flashes there with him. Sorry, what'd you say? Colorado State just packed with talent. <laughs> are you are you leading this up to calling a Colorado State? Vic Championship in the Mountain West. Maybe. Is that what we're doing yeah, right now? Yeah, maybe. I have to, right? I have to. I think you're all in now. I love Colorado State. No, they have what's his the asshole head coach from Boston College is their head coach now. I hate him. <laughs> now you love him. Why did they hire him? I don't know. Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm all out on Colorado State. Scratch everything I've said. No, no, no. You're. I know you're like a Bobo Stan, but it's. A I am a Bobo game. Stan. You're a you're a Ram man, and we all know it now. Fuck. Linebackers, Rob. Or yeah, that's it. No, no other edges, right? Now. No, I, I don't know. Uh, you, the The guy who drafted the ball state's really big. Um, yeah, but he doesn't look that big, and he did not dominate while playing at Sacred Heart. Yeah, yeah. I kind of. Anyway, I'm not gonna lie. You don't I have to. You don't, you don't have bit. to attack him. Come on, relax. I'm not. I I'm, roll ball state. You know I'm a ball state. Fan, you're you're the Colorado State fan. All right, linebackers or draftables for no good reason. Z- for me, Zane right? Anderson's my favorite. Okay, or Let's wait, did you do him? Did you do him with the corners? I, dude, no, I did him as a linebacker. But we could do 20 minutes on Zane Anderson as we've done the last two years now. I've seen him listed at everything from 200 flat to 230. So I don't understand what he is. Because okay, he played, so, obviously he played safety, he played linebacker, yeah. and now he's apparently a corner. Yeah, has barely played the last two seasons. I don't think he got hurt week one last year. It's my king. Uh, played like six games the, the year before, I think. And well, he, Moving he, to, the, 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 the reason we, I think, initially liked him so much is because he was playing that same overhang yeah. role that Fred yeah. Warner played at BYU, which we yeah. loved about Fred Warner at BYU. Then he was doing it, and then um, he was poised to have a big year last year as a Richard Senior. Got hurt, got a six year, mm-hmm. and then he's been working out at corner because they just don't have corners apparently. But I mean, he's Daniel Sorensen at the end of the day. Yeah, he's he's got. I think he has a track background too. Like you see the speed, he's good in coverage. Yeah. I have a seventh on him because of the special teams upside, baby. Well, I mean, the combination of versatility, physicality, uh, athleticism at his size. Yeah. Um, if Which he can stay healthy, I like. I think he's an interesting guy who's moved around a lot. And if, he, if he, again, if he stays healthy this year, and he's, I don't know what position he's playing, but let's assume he's back to that overhang role, like potentially a, maybe sniffs his way into East West Shrine game or Senior Bowl or something. I just, I don't know. It's I love versatility. I love athleticism. I I mean that I think everyone loves both those things. So I don't know why I'm making it sound like I'm banging the table. No, for those it's, it's special to you. Um, but no, like you said, if he stays healthy, I think he gets on the radar because he's a really good athlete, and we love athleticism and we love versatility. Yeah, but no, I, I do think he'll get on the radar just because he's kind of he's plus he's got a fun story. So yeah, um, did you like Justin Rice and Ryan Riley Wimpy? 
I have draftable grades on both of them. They're both seventh round grades. Rice Rice is my favorite though. Okay, I agree. He's he he. he I thought he moved pretty well. He misses some tackles because he's yeah. over aggressive. Oh, so he, he is a good move. Yeah, no, that's true. He he went to Fresno as a running back. I think he moved okay. to linebacker second year there. And you, you definitely see that he's a good mover. Like he looks pretty like natural and fluid in coverage. He's pretty smart in coverage. I liked his coverage instincts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I kind of set him above uh the I have him above Anderson, but he's like, he's, he's uh he's six two two twenty five. Looks like um kind of a, a sp- he, he lines up a little bit at overhang as well. Yeah. Lines up at will. Yeah. He kinda of moves around for them. Good athlete, moves well in coverage. Needs to clean up tackling because he's over-aggressive. Needs to get better at getting off blocks. But he's definitely a guy I would say is in the conversation right now as a, as a late day three special teams linebacker. Me too. And I, <laughs> I think there's a little more to him than just special teams. Yeah, no. I mean, he, he's interesting. You know what else? He's, he's, he's an interesting blitzer too. I think he had three sacks last year. You see it. See it a little bit. Had 112 t- tackles. Like he, uh, he's got a good pedigree. I, I definitely think he's see. Like Zane Anderson is just a complete fucking mystery. I love him so much. So that aside, I think Justin Rice was the most interesting of the group. Well, and then Riley Wimpy's kind of more of an old school thumper was my main takeaway with him. He, he, he is six one two thirty. Where's the cowboy collar, baby? He's stocky, really aggressive, you, clean tackler. Yeah. Not the best athlete. Um, kind of questions about his range and. Uh, his ability and coverage, but but who old cares? School He's linebacker. a thumper. Yeah, special <laughs> teams linebacker. To be a special teams linebacker, you have to check one of two boxes. You have to be an old school thumper, or you have to play overhang. That's that's it. <laughs> Only that's... which brings us to Aaron Mosby, who plays a lot of overhang at six <laughs> four. Yeah, the, the size is interesting. Uh, I do not have a <laughs> draftable on him, but I appreciate that he's six four and plays so much overhang. Yeah, that's it. you know what's so weird. Then the rest of the linebackers are like six foot, two hundred pounds. And yeah, they're uh, unathletic no. safeties. Yeah, wow, that was mean. Uh, okay, you want to get to the defensive backs where I was extra disappointed because some of these guys are like had a little bit of hype. Uh, yeah. So I the corners didn't impress me. I Avery Williams, my number one of the group. The Buffalo corners are really bad. You're so mean. Uh, interesting thing about Avery Williams. He's a really good return guy. Yeah, he had four, four in his career yeah. on return touchdowns. I think he's an interesting potential day three guy with the return man upside and ability to play nickel. He, he, yeah. Like, okay, so I liked him, like, playing the run and as a tackle. Mm-hmm. He makes some really nice yeah. tackles. Yeah, he's super physical. He is, but then he's just kind of a yeah. massive man coverage. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not super fluid. No, not at all. He seems kind of panicky. Yeah, lack some instincts and coverage. Yeah, but, but that was kind of. I, I I just thought he was the most interesting of the corners. Yeah, no, that's fair, and it's kind of a mad group. Um, Did you like any of the safeties? Okay, I have two draftables. Oh, I do not have any. Okay, I saw Tariq Thompson's the one that was supposed to be the highly billed one, right? I th- I thought so. I don't know, and then I watched him. And I was like, maybe I just read, thought his name was cool. I don't know. No, no, he he is. I have a seventh, like a. A late seven. So, like, he's got 11 career INTs, so the ball skills are there. Yeah, just like he's Luke Banku last year from San Diego State. They are just, Barku? Yeah, they're just getting yeah. free interceptions at San Diego State. I know. He's, what, six foot flat, 200 pounds flat? Yeah. Thick frame, strong build. Uh, the interesting thing to me is that, like, he lined up, like, at, over the slot a lot in yeah, the nickel, did. which is really interesting. 
Like, he plays with a bit of an edge. I appreciate. Not not the flashiest tape, and I, I think he's a bit of a tight athlete. But, again, the versatility is really nice to me, and he's, like, he shows some flashes of like, being really competent in man coverage. See, yeah, I, not, I just didn't think he was a good enough athlete. Um, thought he, 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 he might not You be, You yeah. mentioned the kind of tight. I thought, yeah, he didn't have a ton of fluidity to his hips. I did appreciate that he, he, he came down and played some nickel. But, yeah, just... I don't know. I didn't see enough athleticism there, and I thought he was just kind of a technical mess. Fair enough. Yeah, but he definitely was the highest build of the group, and a bit of a disappointment. Uh, yeah, my my this, highest is the Boise State guy. Okay, I got a draftable. He's so weird. I I, I don't I don't know. Kakawa really Kaniho Kaniho. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I can't. He's Kakalu. He plays. No. He he's actually a nickel. He is a nickel. He's 5'10", 185. I like him as a flats defender. I think he's he, he's competent in zone. He's got good zone instincts playing low flats. Yeah. Or, or yeah. playing low zone, sorry, in the flats. Um, and I think he's an aggressive physical tackler. He, he plays much bigger than he's listed. I, I don't yeah. know. I thought he, he could be kind of used as one of those kind of weaponized nickels yeah. where you're doing a lot of fun things with them. No, exactly. I got the exact same vibe from him. Like... It was kind of like he used as a nickel and like a bit of an overhang type. Um, like you said, aggressive as hell coming down. He plays with a lot of intensity. He's a good tackler. I don't know how fast he is, but he plays really fast. I don't know. And then like there's coverage isn't great, but there's a couple flashes of it. And I don't know. To me, he's just really fun. He's interesting. No, and like sure. you said, the, just finding a like I think he could play one of those cool defensive weapon roles. So I, I slapped the old draft ball grade on him. Seventh baby. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Before we go, you want to pick your Mac Offensive and Defense Player of the Year and then Mountain West Offensive Player and Defense Player of the Year? Oh, yeah. I forgot that that's why we're doing it, but wow. I, I'm just going to go. <laughs> this uh, doesn't matter. It works out for me. Uh, offense, Jared Patterson, who I think is the best player. Uh, defense, Malcolm Coons. I think he's going to take that leap. Yeah, baby. I, pick, I picked them both as well for the Mac. Um, I mean, it feels like Jared Patterson's probably the favorite in the MAC anyway. Coons, yeah. I just yeah, I think I don't know. I think he had eight sacks last year. He just nine, yeah, or nine, whatever. He just the way he showed up against Penn State, especially like yeah. that's the best team they played, and he was he was uh, putting a ton of pressure on. He was. Um, who's your championship pick for the MAC? I've got Buffalo over Toledo. Okay, so I got Buffalo too. I think they're kind of the clear team. Like it's them or Miami of it's Buffalo or Miami of Ohio in the uh, in the East. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's one of those two to win it. Yes. In the West, I I, I I keep it to Central Michigan. I just think they're kind of like not a lot of guys that we talked about, obviously, but I think they're just kind of the the most well run program I, at this point. I think it was between them and Toledo. I love Jason Candle. I think. I know. I think he, I know. he's one of the best Mac coaches. So I, I just lean okay. them, but I think CMU or Toledo in the West for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mountain West offense player and defense player of the year. I just did my top prospects, baby. Trey Walker. Uh, maybe not the most player of the year, but he's making the leap. I think he's the best guy we watched today. Yeah. Uh, Nick Stargill's going to come in and light it up with him. And then uh, on defense, Dom, uh, Dom Peterson. Yeah, so I, I want to see that. I want to see him make that huge leap. Like, sorry, he doesn't even need to. He had nine sacks last year, but like, uh, I think he's going to keep getting better. Yeah, I picked them both as well. Um, I, I'm realistically, it's probably been pretty hard for Trey Walker to win Offensive Player of the Year in the Mountain West. Yeah, I think Valade's the smart choice, the Wyoming running back. Yeah. Um, 
Crumb's also an interesting one for the Mac offensive player here. Uh, yeah, no, for, I, th- I think those are like the, that's the, the race. And I guess in the Mountain West, you can kind of pick your quarterback. Like Bachmeyer's probably in the play there. Yeah, too. one of the boys, someone on Boise State, either side of the ball for either. But yeah, I think Tom Peterson yeah. should probably be the favorite for defensive player, right? It's, but like Curtis Weaver is gone. Peterson's the best <laughs> returning player in the, uh, on defense in that conference. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I agree. Um, championship. I want. I want Boise State over Nevada. Oh, me too. I didn't think we we're gonna have the same one. I believe in Nevada. Big. You sold. Here, you sold me on Carson Strong. That's why I was like, I don't know who to pick. I like Elijah Cooks a little bit. I love Don yeah. Peterson. AG's always talking about Carson Strong. Fuck it. Plus, well coached. Yeah, exactly. I, so that's I, I, again. I think Boise. It's kind of like Buffalo. I think those two are the locks. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I shouldn't say that. These conferences are kind of wacky. Except for, but Boise is always consistent. But the Mac's always so fucking wacky. Anyways. Uh, Nevada's, yeah, both of our surprise picks, baby. Hell yeah. Um, Nevada also kind of swag. Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I like that program. I like Wolves. Um, hey, guess guess what, Rob? What? City of the Week for the Mountain West? It's Reno, baby. It's it, Reno. It was always Reno, though. It was never not. It was always Reno. <clears throat> Known as the biggest little city in the world, which, of course, is complete nonsense. <laughs> A couple fun facts about Reno. Uh, I learned this week. Between the 1930s to the 1970s, it was essentially the divorce capital of America. Oh, that makes because me want to live there. They had divorce, loose divorce laws, and apparently there's like an old play that just they referenced like some lady said, I'm taking my husband to Reno, and it just meant they're getting divorced. Um, I'm start saying that. I know, it's good. Uh, of course, everyone thinks of Reno as that crappy version of Vegas. Uh, but Reno was the capital of gambling in the United States before Vegas. And they incidentally got fucked over by Vegas, which you could probably blame the mafia on or something. Who knows? I still believe in Reno. I still love Reno, even though it's kind of nonsense. But I love it. Go Reno. Go Wolfpack. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, for me, I chose. I get to pick the Mac City of the Week, and I mean, come on, it was obviously always going to be Buffalo. Um, I love <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, go Bulls. I, I've uh, have I seen Buffalo play live? They they were at uh, uh, the international bowl one year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I I was at that game. I remember. I don't know if you were. I think I was. I'm gonna say I was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Drew Willie, uh, Naman Roosevelt, and James Starks. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who they play that year? I can't remember. I don't know, but they lost. Did did they play Rutgers? Maybe there was a lot of Buffalo fans. The Buffalo crowd came out pretty good. I, I think was it impressed. was Rutgers Buffalo and Red Rice um, ran for like 230 yards. Anyway, yeah, that was that was amazing. <laughs> Uh, I didn't Google as much as AJ did, so here are some notable people from Buffalo. Uh, obviously Tim Russert, Mark Twain. I, I did, what? There's no way that's true. I don't know. Listen, uh, you know me. If Wikipedia listed, I believe it. Although the, oh, Buffalo played U- UConn's. Uh, oh, Donald Brown, Brown game. game. Okay. Who also probably I think he ran for like two hundred. Yeah, years, he did. So. I think he had more than Ray. Uh, <clears throat> also from Buffalo. The Goo Goo Dolls, obviously. Um, Johnny Flynn. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. <laughs> uh, the Gronkowski family. Yep. And uh, an emo band that I know called Cute Is What We Aim For. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this is a thing, I guess, not across America or anything. But in, in, in southern Ontario, we get the Buffalo News. And Sick. it's always extremely entertaining. It's so good. It's so entertaining. I love Buffalo. Uh so my, that's my plug of the week is to watch the Buffalo News sometimes. So good. 
Uh, and then a couple of notable University of Buffalo alumni. Uh, here we go. Wolf Blitzer from CNN. Really? That's I didn't know. That. I was shocked. I was like, but he's from there too, so I'm guessing that's why. Like, I think he just did his undergrad there, probably. Is Wolf Blitzer his real name? I've I've always wanted to know, but never checked. Yeah, I didn't check. I just choose. I'll do it right now. Okay. Tell me more, Rob. Winston Duke, Buffalo alumni. Interesting. The actor, uh, of course, Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> Uh, and then two lame football ones, Matt Rule and Khalil Mack. <laughs> lame. Uh, yeah, he, that, Wolf Blitzer is his real name. He was born in West Germany as Wolf Isaac Blitzer. Knowing that he's German uh, makes that name make a lot more sense. I just assumed he was German. I don't know what you were doing. No, I, I assumed it was just a made-up television name, to be honest. Yeah. Like all the fucking oh. the meteorologists, Storm Chaser or whatever the fuck. What? Like meteorologists, that was make up some fake name. Who? Meteorologist Storm Johnson, or is that a running back from UCF? That's a running back from UCF, Miami transfer. <laughs> anyway, now enjoy my interview with Miami of Ohio left tackle Tommy Doyle. I'm here with Miami of Ohio first team All Mac left tackle Tommy Doyle. How are you doing today, Tommy? I'm doing good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Let's just jump right into it. Obviously, it's strange times in college football with COVID-19 going on. What's training been like for you the last couple months? Yeah, it's definitely, definitely been weird. Uh, we're able to be back um, on campus at school, though, uh, for football. So we're um, we're still getting all of our training in. Um, we still, right now, we kind of have to follow protocol. We have to be six feet apart. Um we have to wear masks kind of in and out of the facility. We're not really using our locker rooms, but we're st- still able to get all of our workouts in and um, just a little bit different, I guess. And so with both your parents playing varsity sports at the University of Minnesota, what was it like growing up uh, the son of two collegiate athletes? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was fun for me. They always introduced me to uh, – to a lot of different sports, you know. Um, they never really put pressure on me to play any certain sport, but um, it was definitely awesome, awesome having them as parents. Um, yeah, they, uh, yeah. And so did you play multiple sports in high school then? Um, yeah, I actually played hockey in high school, so I'm from uh, Minnesota. I went to Edina High School, and it seems like in Minnesota growing up, you know, everyone pretty much plays hockey and knows how to skate, so, so I was uh, a sophomore in high school. Um, I was I thought that was kind of my main focus, oh, okay. and then everything kind of shifted once I, once I realized, you know, where I was with football and how much I love football, and I kind of switched my focus uh uh, in my junior year in high school, and it was kind of all football from there. And so what was your recruitment like coming out of Minnesota? Um, my recruitment uh, was good. I didn't have a ton of power. I didn't really have any big power five offers. The Basically the whole entire MAC kind of I had offers from. Um, I had a couple bigger schools who, who wanted me to walk on. Um, but at the end of the day, I decided to come here to Miami of Ohio. Um, I love the campus here. I love the business school here. And um, 
the coaching staff was awesome, so I was kind of just sold. You're you're one of the biggest uh, kind of um, senior offensive tackles in college football in terms of size. Were you always a bigger guy growing up, and like was offensive line always kind of your your main position? I guess. No, no, actually not at all. Um, when I came, so I played defensive end in high school primarily. So um, I started to get recruited um, to be an offensive lineman. So I kind of started to realize um, my senior year in high school that that was probably a position that would be best for me in college. And I kind of embraced that when I got here to Miami, Ohio, was kind of a huge learning experience for me, learning how to play offensive line. Um, thankfully, I had Coach Barnett here who kind of mentored me and taught me all the fundamentals I needed to know, and I just kind of went from there. But I think when I got to Miami, I was 200 – I was 6'7", uh, 265 pounds maybe, and now I'm like 6'8". I'm like – right around 335 pounds right now. So I've definitely gotten bigger. And obviously you play for the reigning Mac champs. And um, I don't know if you know this, but Maction is pretty much beloved by all football fans. Obviously with the weeknight uh, games, everybody, I mean, Twitter goes off during those games. So what's it like to play a, a weekday night game with kind of the world watching you? Um, Maction, it's awesome. It's definitely interesting, you know, because you're playing a game um, right in the middle of the week, right when you're supposed to be, right when you have classes and exams. So it could be kind of a grind, actually, to play those Maction games. But um, it is a lot of fun to be able to, you know, get that exposure and that, that time on TV. So it's a lot of fun to be a part of. I think the best uh, the best Maction games from a viewer standpoint tend to be when uh the weather's kind of gross it's kind of snowy at times and you're like you said you're from minnesota you play in ohio do you prefer to play in bad weather games or, or is that just kind of a, a pain in the ass um no i've always liked colder games um i feel like um yeah i honestly feel like it kind of gives me a little advantage because i don't i don't mind it as much as other guys do um but, yeah, I'm, I'm used to the cold, man. It gets, <laughs> it gets cold up there in Minnesota. And you guys shocked the world a little bit last year uh, winning the MAC. You guys were, I think you were underdogs in six of eight MAC games, still end up winning the MAC. Um, so what's the what's the team goal this year, and do you have any individual goals? Um, you know, I think the team goal is get back there again and go back-to-back. Back. That's, that's the goal. Um, that's what we're shooting for. Um, but yeah, we're, we always seem to be the underdogs, you know, no, no one's given the Red Hawks enough respect, but I guess they're going to find out again next year. So I love it. I love it. Um, and, and yeah, do you have any individual goals? I mean, obviously you're, you were all Mac last season. I imagine that's probably a, a goal, uh, once again, um, do, do you have any goals maybe to, earn an invite to whether it be the senior bowl the east west shrine game one of those type uh, of post um college football season all-star games um yeah i mean i think that's every player's goal you know but i just kind of focus on day to day getting better every day mm-hmm. controlling what i can control and i think those things will kind of just align themselves so 
and, and um, as a sophomore, you started at right tackle, and then you moved to uh, starting left tackle last season. Is that a difficult transition? Do you find one side more comfortable than the other? Uh, well, the good part for me was when I got to college, I had never, I didn't have any bad habits or anything, so I'd ne- never played offensive line before. So I honestly, I don't really mind playing either right or left. Definitely kind of a transition, um, uh, switching from right to left. Um, took me, you know, a couple of months, I'd say, to really get, like, my pass sets down, feeling good where I wanted them to. But now I feel pretty confident, you know, switching both ways, so. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, from an NFL standpoint, that's a that's a big bonus to know a guy has experience on both sides. Um, yeah, for sure. Do you style your game after anyone, or is there any specific NFL offensive lineman you watch? Um, I really like Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just a big freak athlete. Um, he plays really hard, too. Um I always liked watching Taylor Lewan, um, Bakhtiari sometimes. I think Tyron Smith, I believe it is, the Cowboys left tackle. He's a technician, too. He's fun to watch, but I don't really style my game after any of those guys. It's like to pick up little things from them or something. The the Mac uh, has kind of quietly been a bit of a – NFL offensive line pipeline, like guys like Eric Fisher, Brandon Brooks, um, Max Sharping, the other or two seasons or two drafts ago, and, and a, a handful of other guys. Do you think your best, like, do, obviously the goal is the NFL, and do you do you see, um, I guess, any specific trait in your game that that would stand out uh, to NFL scouts? Um, I just I think for my size my ability to move and get to the point um, is is really good. Um, I think I'm I'm really physical. I'm willing to finish blocks. Um, if I played against some, you know, I was able to play against Iowa. I was able to play against Cincinnati, some good, better DNs, which was awesome to do too. And um, I think the big thing for me is just to get improving every year, you know. Never played offensive line before till college, and just every year I'm just trying to take another step, just focus on, you know, being in the now and um, getting better every year. So hopefully next year I just make another jump. That's the goal, and get play even better. Yeah, it's a great attitude to have. And I, I after after watching um, a couple of your games, uh, I noticed you, you do bring that sort of – tone setting edge to the game especially in the run game you're consistently climbing up the linebackers kind of ripping open holes i think it was the ball state game you were just hammering linebackers do you do you kind of do you think about i guess what what's the mentality in game are, are you are you playing kind of pissed off or is it just pure focus oh i mean i think I think definitely you're playing a little pissed off. Uh, I like to play with an attitude. You know, I like to get in guys' faces. I've never been afraid of putting my head down into some work. So that's just kind of who I am. And Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before I let you go, uh, we like to do this, this um, thing called seven rounds of rapid fire. I'm just going to give you seven quick questions. You answer uh, rapid fire if you can, and, and then uh, I'll let you go. 
All right, awesome. All right, number one, is there a reason you wear number 54? No, not at all. Number two, who's your all-time favorite athlete? Brett Favre. Ooh, good answer. Um, what's your favorite lift in the weight room? I got to go with the bench press. Hell yeah. What's your go-to pump-up song? Oh, I'm not much of a pump-up song. But I actually <laughs> like to maybe like to listen to a little John Mayer and kind of chill it out before the game. Oh, okay, okay. And then it's, yeah. Uh, what's your go-to cheat meal? I might, I think I got to go with Chick-fil-A. Uh, what's your number one video game right now? I'm not much of a gamer, actually. Okay, um, okay. I, re- I really like NHL. NHL. That's a good one. All right. Well, that, that leads into the final question. I, I'm actually Canadian, so I like to ask uh, uh, people, what what's your favorite thing about Canada, if you have one? I mean, I love Canada. First of all, <laughs> hockey's got to be one of them. Hell yeah. You know, the Nelk boys are from Canada, too. You know, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of good people from Canada. I, I appreciate that one. Good answer. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show, Tommy. And uh, I hope you have a great season. I hope uh, you guys are back in the MAC championship. And uh, good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks, man.